This episode will go over the basics of vaporizers. We'll cover the differences in design, use, and temperature compensation mechanisms between plenum and drawover vaporizers, and discuss what makes the Tech 6 desflurane vaporizer so special. Vaporizers are devices that allow the delivery of a consistent and controllable amount of anesthetic vapor to a circuit. They can be broadly divided into variable bypass vaporizers and measured flow vaporizers. The traditional plenum and drawover vaporizers are variable bypass. The Tech 6, and technically speaking, the newer Aladdin cassettes, are measured flow vaporizers. Let's start with the variable bypass class. These depend on having a vaporization chamber that is fully saturated with anesthetic vapor. This vapor is therefore at the saturated vapor pressure for whatever agent you're using. All vaporizers have two main openings, an input one and an output one. Fresh gas flow enters the vaporizer input and is split into two streams. One stream bypasses the vaporization chamber and goes straight to the output. The other stream is diverted into the vaporization chamber. Here it becomes fully saturated with vapor. It then rejoins the bypass stream and is diluted down. By adjusting the ratio of gas flow through each stream, also known as the splitting ratio, you alter how much the vapor stream is diluted, and therefore the end concentration. For example, let's use an agent with an SVP of around 20 kilopascals, and a splitting ratio of, say, 50%. In this case, there's an equal amount of flow between the bypass stream and the vaporization chamber. The stream that comes through the chamber will be at the SVP of the agent, which is 20 kilopascals. And as atmospheric pressure is around 100 kilopascals, this is roughly equivalent to being 20% concentrated. This is then mixed with a bypass stream. As they are at equal flow, the 20% concentration is diluted down by half, so we get a vaporizer output of 10%. The most important feature for accuracy when using this mechanism is the ability of the vaporization chamber to saturate the gas regardless of the gas flow. This is mainly done by the use of baffles, cowls, and wicks. Baffles and cowls slow down and redirect gas flow within the chamber, increasing the time there is to pick up vapor. Wicks are generally made of columns of Teflon and allow the agent to spread up them by capillary action. This increases the surface area for vaporization. Another important phenomenon to overcome is the cooling brought about by the latent heat of vaporization. This concept is covered in one of our previous episodes on vapors. Essentially, as vapor is used up, heat is lost from the system, and the liquid left behind is cooler. This can be problematic, as SVP is solely dependent on the temperature. If the liquid cools, the SVP decreases, therefore decreasing the amount of anesthetic agent that you're delivering to your patient. Vaporizers aim to overcome this by either preventing a large temperature change, or adjusting the splitting ratio to compensate for this. Older devices would use things such as water baths to try and maintain a constant temperature. This, however, is impractical and could also be a reservoir for infection in theatres. So later devices used different methods. These relied on a large block of copper to prevent temperature changes. Copper conducts heat extremely well, and so ensures that the vapour inside the chamber is the same temperature as it. It also has a reasonably high specific heat capacity, Therefore, it takes a large amount of energy to change its temperature. So this keeps the liquid at a reasonably constant temperature for longer. The splitting ratio can also be altered using a bimetallic strip. This is a device made up of two strips of dissimilar metals welded together. 
As the temperature changes, their length changes, but as they are different metals, they change by different amounts. This results in the strip bending. This bimetallic strip can be attached to a valve, so as the vaporization chamber cools, the strip will bend and reduce the amount of gas flow into the bypass stream. This decreases the overall diluting effect, and so the delivered concentration stays stable despite a reduced SVP. Bimetallic strips used to be built into the vaporization chambers themselves to adjust the gas flow there, but there are issues with them being eroded by the constant exposure to anesthetic vapors, so they're now found outside of the chamber. Another mechanism for adjusting the splitting ratio is called the aneroid bellows. These are closed pockets of gas attached to a metallic cone. As the temperature decreases, the volume in the bellows decreases as per the second gas law. This causes them to collapse and pull a cone down over the opening to the bypass channel. This decreases the flow through it and keeps the output concentration stable, pretty much the same as the bimetallic strip. As mentioned earlier, the two main types of variable bypass vaporizers are the drawover vaporizer and the plenum vaporizer. The drawover is a simple portable vaporization chamber with only minimal temperature compensation mechanisms. A common example of this is the Oxford Miniature Vaporizer, and it's most commonly used in the pre-hospital setting. The main advantages to this type of device are its size and weight, making it easy to keep in a medical bag. It also has an extremely low resistance to flow. This means that it can be powered solely by the respiratory efforts of the patient, and can be used in most semi-open circuits. Drawover vaporizers can also be used as a vaporizer in circle, rather than one on the back bar like a traditional plenum vaporizer. Drawover vaporizers are also agent non-specific, so they can be filled up and used with most of the volatile anesthetic agents used today. They just require a quick rinse out before trying a new agent. The disadvantages to them are that they have relatively poor temperature compensation. They use an ethylene glycol jacket to act as a heatsink, but this is not reliable after long periods of use. They are also less efficient and less accurate than plenum vaporizers. The plenum vaporizer is the most common vaporizer found on anesthetic machines today. They are extremely accurate as they have a complex vaporization chamber with most of the mechanisms mentioned before to ensure full saturation of gases. This, however, gives them an extremely high resistance to flow, so they are only suited for use out of circle, being powered by the high-pressure gases on the back bar of the anesthetic machine. As for temperature compensation, they generally incorporate a large copper heatsink as well as a bimetallic strip and aneroid bellows. All of these mechanisms make this type of vaporizer larger, heavier and more expensive than drawovers. They are also agent-specific and can only be used with the agent that they were designed and calibrated for. Plenum and drawover vaporizers can be used for many types of inhaled anesthetic agents. However, desflurane is an outlier. Desflurane has a very low boiling point of around 23.5 degrees Celsius. This means that even at room temperature, it exists with an extremely large proportion in the vapor phase, and so has a very high SVP. This means that it would require extremely high fresh gas flows to dilute it down to any clinically useful concentrations. Also, due to its high volatility at room temperature, it loses a lot of energy to the latent heat of vaporization and therefore use in a normal vaporizer would cause it to experience wild temperature fluctuations and thus be very inaccurate. Also, a slight increase in temperature of the operating theatres could cause the desflurane to boil off and deliver massive amounts of anaesthetic unpredictably. 
So the technicians at Omida designed the Tech 6. This has a vaporization chamber that is completely separate from any of the fresh gas flow. Rather, vapor from the chamber has its own independent flow of gas that is added to the fresh gas flow. In order to ensure the correct amount is added to achieve the desired concentration, the fresh gas flow has to be measured and compensated for. This is why this type of device is called a measured flow vaporizer. The Tech 6 has a special vaporizing chamber that is heated to 39 degrees Celsius. This increases the SVP of desflurane to around 200 kilopascals, which is about double atmospheric pressure. The chamber is therefore kept at this temperature, and the excess pressure is used to power its own gas flow. There is also a differential pressure transducer incorporated into the system that measures and adjusts for differing amounts of fresh gas flow. The heating element requires power, so the Tech 6 requires an external power supply. It also has an alarm that will ring if there's a malfunction, and a Tech 6 will not work until its chamber has reached the correct temperature and pressure. The Aladdin cassette, which can be found on newer GE machines, is a much newer form of vaporizer. It has its own onboard computer and various sensors to allow it to accurately measure fresh gas flow and intermittently add vapor to obtain a desired final concentration. It uses its computer to adjust for temperature changes within the vaporizing chamber and the amounts of fresh gas flow. Well, I think that's enough for this episode. Today you've learned about the concepts of vaporizers, you've covered the traditional variable bypass devices, learned the differences between drawover and plenum vaporizers, and heard about why desflurane requires its own special Tech 6 vaporizer. Thanks so much for listening. If you've liked this episode, please feel free to subscribe through your podcast player of choice. You can also find all of these episodes online at planaprimary.co.uk. Remember, this entire series is going to be published absolutely free, so please share this with anyone who you think might find it useful. If you've got any questions, feedback, or just want to request a topic, feel free to email me at questions at planaprimary.co.uk, or you can leave a comment by this episode online.